He is alive. Do you believe it? Do you care? (laughs) Do you know why it's good news? I hope you all do. But whether you do or not, Easter messages are meant to remind us why this all matters. If indeed someone rose from the dead, that is certainly newsworthy. (laughs) In recent years, we've been actually inundated with all of the near-death books, movies, and social media stories that have swept across our nation. It almost seems that resurrections are commonplace now. Perhaps this is Satan's latest attempt to deceive humanity. There are even biblical accounts, though, of resurrections from the dead, most famously Lazarus. Of course, it was Jesus who raised him, but nonetheless, he did rise from the dead. But unlike all of these lesser resurrections, Jesus' escape from death was eternal, and it paved the way for every human to be resurrected with him. As a result, it is good news. Today, we celebrate the culmination of the work of Jesus on earth. In the most shocking of plot twists ever imagined, in the moment when even those closest to him couldn't have dreamed of what was going to come next, in an age where death ruled with cruel finality, Jesus rose from the dead. Unlike all who'd come before him proclaiming hope and triumph, Jesus delivered. With his mighty outstretched arms, he gave death a taste of its own medicine and pummeled it into submission. With his patient, kind, unselfish, and unconditional love, he he undercut and toppled the haughty and conniving schemes of the great serpent. That Easter morning, some 2,000 years ago, which started as evil's greatest day of victory, saw a dramatic reversal of fortunes as the trumpets sounded and this angelic proclamation rang throughout all of creation. He is risen. As I have many times in the past, I am once again drawn to find context in which to set this resurrection scene. In my times listening to the Spirit this last week and in discussing the service with Laura, it seemed appropriate this morning to take us back to that day when Jesus first launched his ministry. Perhaps you remember the story or you read it in Luke chapter 4. You know, he was in the temple, just kind of an average day, and it was his turn to read a passage, and they gave him the scroll of Isaiah. And he opened it to Isaiah 61 and read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus goes on to boldly declare, 
today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. At the beginning of his ministry, Jesus wanted everyone to know his purpose. He wanted his vision statement to be clear to all. He was here to proclaim good news to the poor. But what was that good news? It was that their chains were about to be broken. Their ailments were about to be healed. Their oppression was about to cease. Expressed with a full view of the New Testament, Jesus was on the verge of releasing them from the bondage of sin, healing their broken bodies, and liberating them from the oppressive rule of death. Being careful to not allow his vision statement to get too broad and thus watered down, he limits the scope of who this good news is for. He says he's come to proclaim good news to the poor only. But who are the poor? The poor certainly can be those who have very little. But I think Jesus answers this question himself in Matthew 5 in his preamble to the Sermon on the Mount. It is the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who crave righteousness, the merciful, the single-minded, the peacemakers, and the persecuted who this good news is for. To sum, it all, to sum it up, all who've lost hope in family, friends, culture, the law, and themselves are the ones who Jesus has come to share the good news with. This good news of releasing the poor from their bondage to sin, of healing their broken bodies, and of liberating them from death's oppression while preached throughout his three years of ministry becomes a reality at his resurrection. Jesus did not just proclaim the good news. He accomplished it. His resurrection from the dead proved that the hope he was offering was not just some wishful thinking. It was not pie in the sky. No, it was cake in your mouth. You could taste it. You could feel it. You could see it. You could hear it. You could smell it. It was real. Part of why Jesus encourages his disciples to touch his resurrected body and give him food to eat is so that they'd know he was really alive. He was not a ghost. He was not a figment of their imagination. He was full of life and had a real physical body. The powerful impact of this truth was that everything he promised was still valid. Since death could not hold him, the good news he proclaimed was irrevocable. But even more profound, the good news was not just some mantra to babble over and over. It was not a couple of wise words to live by. No, the good news is more than just a message. It is a person. It is our risen Lord 
Jesus. So, this is the good news. Because Jesus came to earth and not only proclaimed what he, but secured hope for the poor, every person who comes to the end of themselves realizes there is no hope in the strength, wisdom, or schemes of humanity and chooses instead to put their trust in Jesus will receive freedom from sin, healing of their broken body, and eternal life. Isn't that good news? It was good news for a prostitute like Mary Magdalene. For a despairing cripple, unable to reach the pool. For a man who doubted the miraculous, like Thomas. It was good news for the adulterous Samaritan outcast at the well. For the arrogant fisherman who denied Jesus three times, like Peter. For a man born blind. It was good news for a greedy and traitorous tax collector like Matthew, for a couple of selfishly ambitious men like the sons of Zebedee. It was good news for a poor widow with only two copper coins, for an aggressive and quick-triggered zealot like Simon, for ten untouchable lepers. It was good news for a man who lived his whole life as a criminal, like the one that hung next to Jesus on his own cross. And it was good news for a murderous and shameless persecutor like Paul. question is, is this good news for you? Have you come to the end of yourself? Have you given up hope in yourself and in others? If so, then hear this message today. Jesus came to release you from your sin, to heal you from your brokenness, and to free you from the fear of death. More than that, he loved you so much and proved his love by willingly dying on a cross to purchase your release, your healing, and your freedom. Just come to him. Place your trust in him, and you will be saved. It doesn't matter how difficult your life has been or currently is. Jesus is alive, and he's ready and willing to be there and to support you through it all. It doesn't matter what horrible evils have been done to you. Jesus resurrected from the dead to prove that in him evil does not rule. It doesn't matter how much evil you've done to others. Jesus' death paid for every sin that you could, so that you could change and choose to enjoy his righteousness instead. This good news is for you, not because you've got it together, because Jesus does. Not because you are great, because Jesus is. Not because you are able 
but because Jesus is able. Jesus loves the poor and loves to release them from their bondage to sin, heal their brokenness, and free them from their fear of death. May today be the day you open your eyes and embrace the reality of how poor you really are and accept the good news of our risen Lord and enjoy Jesus forever. Now, how about you, you who've heard and responded to the good news in the past? Are you still poor? Or have you all of a sudden renewed your hope in yourself or humanity? But even more important, have you taken up the vision of Jesus? Are you proclaiming the good news to the poor? Or, having enjoyed the sweet goodness of intimacy with Jesus, are you now dull to the plight of those who don't know him? Jesus, the good news, the risen one, he is alive. And because he is alive, he is still pursuing the poor and proclaiming to them the good news. Even more amazing, he is doing so through those who've already heard and received his message. Indeed, this is part of the releasing, the healing, and the freeing that we receive. It's the opportunity to join Jesus in fulfilling his mission. Not through our power or human ingenuity, but through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. He is risen. And fulfillment of the good news he proclaimed is sealed in his resurrected body. This Easter, as we celebrate, may we choose to join the ranks of the poor. This Easter, let us give up hope in our ability to figure it out, to make it happen, or just outlast the struggle. Let us give up hope that others will have our back, that culture will somehow turn around, or someday we'll just get what we're due. Instead, let's put our hope in the only one who's proven his love for us and conquered all of our enemies. Let us bow to Jesus as Lord and proclaim his good news to the world. Let us proclaim Jesus because he is alive. Let's sing some more because we need to. And I'll be back with a closing passage here in a little bit. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your amazing love and goodness to us. But thank you again that Jesus was willing to come and die for us. Lord, thank you for this day that we can remember that and celebrate this event that changed the world. And Lord, may it also continue to change us, change our personal lives. Lord, help us to recognize our poorness and that we need a Savior continually over and over again. And Lord, I pray that anyone in this room may have uh, made that, had that realization for the first time 
time would recognize that today and that they would bow their life to you, bow their knee to you as Lord and, and be able to enjoy the good news that you have offered, this eternal life, this freedom from sin, this re, uh, healed body. We just thank you for that. You're so good to us in so many ways. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that, but also help us as we uh, go from here and as we live our life in, in this world to continue to proclaim this good news to the poor around us, that we would not stop uh, recognizing the importance of that and the joy that comes from joining Jesus in his mission to save the world. Acts 1, verses 3 and following. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Mm -hmm. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And hallelujah, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Very good. If you uh, would like prayer this morning, we'd love to invite you to come up, and uh, we would love to be able to pray with you for whatever uh, is going on in your life this morning. Uh, uh, we've, got, we've already done the brunch. We've already done the Easter egg hunt, so that <laughs> means we just get a fellowship a little bit, and then you guys can head home and have a blessed Easter Sunday afternoon. God bless. Thanks. <laughs>